0: Hey everyone! Welcome back to another edition of Wolfpack Mentality Podcast. I'm your host Kennard Dansbury, and today we're joined by Orlando native, successful online strength and physique coach, and social media influencer Jorge
1: Rosado. How are you doing today, Jorge? I'm doing. Uh, I'm doing great, man. Honestly, considering all things, you know, uh, the chaos that's going on in the world, in the midst of everything, man, I, you know. If you look for it hard enough, you, you can find something to be grateful for. So all in all, man, all is well and super excited to be on the podcast, to be able to share some potential golden nuggets that people could walk away from, uh, walk away with from here.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, gratitude, uh, that's really big, especially with everything that's going on right now. Um, and for sure. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to, uh, have this conversation with us and looking forward to some of the wisdom that you're going to be sharing with us. So, uh, yeah, let's get into things. Uh, I guess we start, you know, where, where did everything begin for you? You know, how did you got your fitness journey started? Um, yeah. and you know, yeah.
1: Wow. Okay. Um, let me see where my fitness journey started. Initially, my journey started back in in high school. I want to say freshman year of high school, where I primarily wanted to get stronger for baseball. Uh, been a base, baseball athlete my entire life, and that's initially where I kind of picked uh, picked up lifting from. And then additional to that, I just wanted to have abs for the girls. I was a ladies' man's back in high school, and I. Honestly, I hated high school in regards to the academic side of it, but I loved being social. (laughs) So I used to go there just to be social, dress up. I used to really, uh, really be uh, big into fashion and stuff like that. And that's mainly why I started. And then over the years, um, you know, sophomore, junior, senior year, kind of baseball for me, um, I don't know, I just became a rebel. Um, in the sense that my grades weren't uh, (laughs) allowing me to play baseball. So I was like, okay, like, whatever, fuck you guys. Um, And honestly, like, um, I don't even know how I passed high school. I just kind of mustered up the last bit and and barely passed it. I just hated it so much, man. Um, So then from there, I just continued on lifting. And right after high school, I, I ended up moving to Florida. Uh, with my mother and my younger sister and um, I signed up for a local gym in the area and to shorten things up uh, some local guy uh, one of the personal trainers there was like hey man have you ever considered um, you know going to bodybuilding I was like oh no like I I never was really aware of the whole bodybuilding space and the fitness space I just liked the transformation that was happening from those years and I wanted to do more of it and that kind of like planted a bug in a, a seed in my head. I was like, hmm, let me look more into this. Cause he was like, man, like you have some decent genetics. And if you wanted to compete, so I started doing research on that. And fast forward a little bit, like maybe, I don't know, a couple months after that, I found my first coach, which was Paul Revelia, which I actually work with now. Eight years later, I'm part of uh, Team Pro Physique. Um, as a coach, as a strength coach for them as well, um, nice. which is crazy, yeah, man. Um, and I, I got together with Paul, and he's like, "Dude, let's do it." I found my first competition, did my first competition. Just you know how it goes, man. After you do that first competition, you just want to like keep doing them. So right after that, I picked two more shows. Um, I ended up coming in second in one of the biggest shows, uh, if not the biggest show at the time, which was the Southern States. Um, back in 2013, okay. uh, in South Florida, I came second in that, um, in the men's physique nice. class, awesome. uh, class a, which, you know, being a natural athlete my entire life, I was like, man, like that's fucking awesome. Yeah. So then from there, um, I went on to do the Florida state championships and I ended up winning my first, uh, open class and overall both in, uh, in men's physique, uh, which was absolutely awesome again as a natural athlete which allowed me it qualified me to to go to nationals. Yeah. Super and impressive. I, absolutely, man. And then I went to nationals, ended up coming third, uh not I lied, not third. I ended up coming eighth place out of like sixty guys in my class, which was still an amazing uh feat for me, you know, uh being again a natural athlete going against guys that aren't substance, being that the MPC doesn't, you know, it's a uh non-tested drug organization and then from there i went on to do a couple bodybuilding shows as like bodybuilding not men's physique and i ended up winning uh the open and the overall in that so as you can see like you know based on my physique and genetics and my work i was like man like i was really successful in those areas but then over the course of time i just it became psychologically taxing for me and I just ended up developing a a bad relationship with food. So I know that I needed to take a step back in order to be able to, you know, really succeed in the long run, you know? Uh, So I did that and I found powerlifting and I used that as a competitive outlet um, just to be able to continue to go to the gym and, you know, again, just have that competitive edge to me just because growing up, I've always been extremely competitive all, you know, from sports to uh, do it, playing video games, you know, at a competitive level. Um, and I ended up doing really well in that as well. I ended up winning multiple gold medals in the, in the 83 kg class. And then I moved up to the 93 kg class, ended up, uh, winning, uh, the open class for that. And, uh, overall best lifter as a 93 kg, which was absolutely amazing, you know, totally in like 1690. So just give some numbers, 93 kg, which is at that time I was weighing 197, 197 pounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, I squat a six Oh five, uh, bench 370, and deadlifted seven Oh five and meat. Um, so based on the numbers <laughs> yeah. They're you know, they're considered quote unquote elite. So I ended up doing nationals and all that. And it was just an amazing experience, man. And, you know, throughout this, throughout that journey, man, um, I ended up, you know, falling in love with with the process of of bodybuilding and just training and programming, and that's where I initially also, at the same time, developed um, this passion for teaching and coaching others on, you know, on how to reach their goals in the most efficient uh, and enjoyable manner possible, man. And you know, that's kind of where I am now from my own personal you know uh let's just say physique and, and strength endeavors that's not going into the more like instagram aspect for sure for sure or, or, yeah all that stuff. yeah try to yeah. shorten as much as possible <laughs> <laughs> no
0: that's good that's good uh, a, a lot to uh to unpack there um th- do you remember how i met you um so it, it was in orlando um at iron religion gym and i i'm like i saw you you know you were lifting and mm. i think you were deadlifting. I was like, man, this dude's really strong. So I'm like, I asked my buddy, I'm like, do you know who this guy is? Cause it was, you know, the fitness expo weekend, uh, Europa mm-hmm. Orlando, uh, 2018. I'm like, yeah, you know who this guy is? So I looked you up and I'm just like, man, you know, you were really strong and impressive lifts, but it was more so, uh, what, 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 I was impressed with is that you take a different approach. Uh, you know, you, you have the bodybuilding experience and powerlifting experience, but you approach things more from a scientific aspect. Um, so I believe that's what, you know, what, what um, drew me to uh, to walk over and talk to you. And you're a pretty cool guy. So I was like, man,
1: you know, a uh, stand-up guy. I appreciate that, man. I appreciate that. You know, I try to I try to portray myself as as authentic as possible, you know, in in the social media worlds and, and provide as much as value as possible you know as you said you know um using some of the scientific based approaches with my own experience and also practical uh, approaches man
0: for sure and so you, you know you, you kind of said a lot i'm going to go back to the beginning because i feel like if i miss this people will be like why didn't you go back and ask so um you touched upon you being you know a natural athlete um mm-hmm. why do you have you gone that route, you know, in, in your career? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, just, just walk me through that, through, through your mindset. Like yeah. why has that been so important to your brand and, and, and who you are?
1: Absolutely. Um, I don't know, man, to be quite frank, it's never crossed my mind. Like I've never really thought about doing, um, uh, you know, uh, any form of, uh, of, of drug enhancing, uh, what are they called? Steroids, let's just say, right? <laughs> yeah. Simplified, there's so many forums, right? PDEs, I mean, well, <laughs> yeah, but just, good just good. to simplify, because it's the one that most people know, steroids, um, and I just always was extremely proud to be a natural athlete, and I just, for me personally, not for anybody else, just, I, I just, man, I, internally, I felt this empowerment, you know, to be able to get to my physique to where it is uh, now. And even then, you know, cause at that time that progress was like progress from wherever I was before that. And I was just so proud of that, man, that I just, I don't know. I, I feel like that would, that would take away f- from that for me. Now. I don't, I don't have nothing against steroids and Hey man, it's not to say that people don't work hard still because it's not like you can take steroids. There's a bunch of people that take steroids. Don't even look half as good as some natural athletes. You know what I mean? right. Um, only problem I have is when people lie about it. It's just like, dude, why lie about it? Like, just be honest about it. Like what, what can people say if you, if you come forward about it, like what, you know, what shit they're going to give you. It's just like, okay, like, cool. Let's use honest, you know, exactly. people will, re- I, I, agree. I, I would say people would respect you a lot more in fact. Um, but yeah, man, nothing overly complicated. It's just a matter of, of, I'm just extremely proud to be a natural athlete myself. And, you know, I plan to to stay like that until, you know, however long I, I have to man I've, eventually in the long run man it's just like i'm right now and i was just thinking about this actually i was like man like and i was talking to chris Barrack actually about this i was like man like like i've been focusing on powerlessness so much that i feel like it's it's hindered some of my my let's just say some gains right from the hypertrophic aspect of things so i was like dude like i really want to these next couple of years just really hone in on putting on this, as much as lean body mass as possible for the sake of like insurance, right? Quote unquote insurance, like down the road. It's just like, why wouldn't you try to put on as much as lean body mass as possible? You know, it's like when people are like, oh, like I don't want to get that big, da, da, da." I'm like, you probably won't, you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah, might as well go for it.
1: Yeah, so, but yeah, that's that's kind of a a gist of it, man.
0: For sure. And uh, the next one that you kind of touched on was your relationship with food. Um, mm-hmm. that, that topic's a little interesting for me, um, just cause I've been doing a lot of, a lot of studying recently, um, mm-hmm. and I'm reevaluating my personal relationship with food. Um, mm-hmm. so I would like to get your insight and how, how did you overcome that? You know, when you were transitioning from the bodybuilding aspect over to powerlifting. Absolutely, man,
1: dude, I, I just, it honestly fucked me up, man. Like even to this day, like if I smell tilapia or if I smell um, asparagus or anything like that, it just brings back, like, it's traumatized me, to be honest. Like, I hate it. Uh, but even when I tra- ended up transitioning to flexible dieting, right, where, you know, again, from the flexible dieting aspect of things, people are like, oh, like, flexible dieting is, you know, like, a caloric deficit is a fucking caloric deficit you know what i mean like you're gonna be hungry regardless of what you eat like at some point like it's just it is what it is you know so um and and even with the flexible diet i actually found it even a little bit harder at times just from the highly palatable foods you know what i mean like being able to eat some of those just like man like i really have to be mindful about how i'm utilizing flexible dieting because if I go into the mentality of like, Oh, like I can eat, you know, whatever I want and eat these highly palatable foods. Like I'm just doing myself a disservice. You know, (laughs) this is almost like you're making it harder on yourself for me, you know, just because again, that only reinforced my, how do I say it? Just my food focus, like focusness, like all I can think about was food, dude. I would be at the gym thinking about food. I would be, at home thinking about food, I'd be doing work thinking about food. I, and it's just like, I spent the majority of my fucking day planning my food, what (laughs) I was going to eat weighing my food, you know, like not like my mom or my sister couldn't take anything from my plate or I couldn't even like, like, it was just absolutely horrible, man. And it was just psychologically, it was more, it was detracting from the quality of my life. You know, at some point, and I knew that it's just like, hey, like I know at some point, like you have to make sacrifices. You know what I mean? And it's just temporary, and I get it. If you want to be, you know, to the level of of competitiveness that I wanted to be, I know that that was what needed to be done. You know, especially because I was already like forty weeks into dieting, man. Like it's just like, how do you like the cardio was, put, you know, max out, the the caloric deficit was max out, and it's just like at that point, I knew that it's just like, man, like I really need to. You know, take a step back. And even now, I mean, it's been five years, I think, since I've competed, man. And I have a good relationship with food now. Um, but it's, you know, a lot of people, you know, it's just like I thought that it was going to take me, like, oh, like it's probably going to like just three months of reverse I and I'll be good. Nope. Still six months. Nope. A year. Nope. Like it honestly, probably when I started to really get to a point where i'm like okay like this is a sweet spot for me like i'm starting out to it's probably like probably like two years man to be honest man um because i was dieting for 40 something weeks, so it yeah. took me longer than what i died for um but that was just you know absolutely horrible man i was like man like that's why i'm like even now like when i think about competing again i'm like hmm like what's going on in my life you know and this like you have to really think about it you know you know the, you know, the quality of your life, where you're at, what responsibilities do you have, what responsibilities do you have, not only with yourself, but with others, you know, so.
0: Yeah. And, and so this is around um, uh, 2015, around, around 2015. Uh,
1: 2014. 2014? I think it was the last time that I competed. From okay. 2015, 16, where, where I was, you know, picked up powerlifting and I was trying to rebuild my, let's just say metabolic capacity and just my psychological health and relationship with with food.
0: Now, like when you when you uh, describe it, you know the the, the rebound, uh, I mm-hmm. guess, effect from it. Um, that's from dieting, like hardcore dieting for for forty yeah. weeks straight. Um, now, like, take us back there, like where? So you were you were counting your macros. Dude, you know, I like, was I, right after my last doing? show,
1: bro. I said, "Fuck it, man!" Like, <laughs> I went straight. Like some people do the reverse dieting. I I remember I was speaking to Paul, and I was like, "Dude, like, like." Tr- Trying to tr- trying to reverse diet and track back, like, it's not going to fucking help me psychologically. So I had to, like, just completely stop tracking at all and just eat into the point where I was, you know, full and trying to control myself. But even at that point, like, it's really hard to control yourself, you know, and really, you know, stop eating when you're, quote unquote, full because you just want to eat everything. So I pretty much had to binge a couple times where until the point where I kind of like, okay, like now you know, I'm getting back to a normal state. And I think I, I think I put on like 30 pounds, man. Um, and as, it, honestly, it didn't affect me psychologically, like as much as I, as I thought it would have, like I was just so ready to, I was just so done with it, man. I was so ready to just, you know, get my quality of life back, man, that I was willing to trade that leanness to be able to have that. And I knew that it was just going to be, um. It's just—it was just gonna be tough, you know, the first couple of months in regards to just your body composition until you kind of re your body composition readjusted, you know, a c- couple months down the road with the training and just you know all that stuff. So yeah, it takes time. But, you know, I handled it a lot better than a lot of you know, let's just say female competitors do. You know, yeah. they, you know, it's a whole different game for them, you know, and just for some some male athletes as well. So
0: yeah, yeah, I, I see a lot of um like competitors when they were in like peak conditioning on instagram they'll post a lot of throwbacks uh you know to when they were in great shape and mm-hmm. and yeah I, i've never competed before um so i mm-hmm. i can't put myself in their shoes but yeah, yeah like it, it's interesting
1: um no absolutely man it's um dude i mean i i i would say man it would be awesome if every if everybody can you know challenge themselves to to get to a level of leanness where they've never been before. Like, it's just yeah. like, why wouldn't, not not why wouldn't you, but it's just like, man, like, I don't know, if per, from a personal perspective, I'm like, man, like, I want to see what my physique looks like at, you know, at a peak condition per se. Yeah. Uh, but like I said, man, there's a lot of, there's a lot of pros that comes with it, but there's, you know, some cons that can also come with, with that kind of lifestyle. You know what I mean? Sure. Eventually you have to essentially, Determine what that you know what that is for you and what that balance is is for you and you know Some people don't ever compete ever again And then you have people like marshall johnson who are just fucking competing, you know all the time who are just absolutely amazing, you know, what I mean, so it's just like
0: yeah interesting, uh, so you, you, you know, did the whole bodybuilding, uh, transitioned over to powerlifting, won your championships. Um, uh, another thing that I like about the content that you put out, um, even though it is science-based, um, there's a lot to do with mindset, um, and just, you know, just really self-belief. Um, how did you, you know, get on that, you know, on, on that level of, um, of stoicism, I guess, you know, mm-hmm. you know, that type of stoicism. Um, and just how do you incorporate it into like your, your coaching and everything that you do?
1: Absolutely. Um, man, that's, a uh, that's an interesting question, man. Honestly, dude, just pretty much my entire life, man, I've had to grow up, let's just say a lot faster than, than my peers. You know, I, I, don't come from much um, just to give you some background my you know I grew up in, in Puerto Rico born and raised in Puerto Rico with my grandmother um, my mother had me at a very early age um, she was just 18 years old when she had me um, and then a couple years later she ended up having my sister to the point where she couldn't handle you know taking care of me so I ended up having to live with my grandmother, um, father was just a fucking crackhead. Um, to, to, to put it bluntly, I've never, I've run into him maybe once. Um, and then other than that, I've never really ever talked to him, man. And <clears throat> grew up really poor, man. I, I remember as a, as a child, man, just having to uh, work for the neighbor across the street from me when I was like seven, eight years old, he used to have this vegetable truck and we used to go around the neighborhood selling vegetables like two for five, you know, sweet potatoes, blah, blah, blah. And I would wake up every day at five in the morning, just so I could make like five, ten bucks, just so I can, you know, uh, buy candy and, and buy some food for myself because my grandmother they re- didn't really have much neither. You know, we had a roof over our head and I was grateful for that. Um, <clears throat> And then my grandmother ended up passing away, and that's when I ended up essentially moving to to Boston with my with my mother, and you know she did the best that she could with what she knew and what her you know parents taught her and and her own emotional wounds and traumas. And man, I don't know honestly. Like I, I'm, um, and this is not to get too spiritual or woo woo, but I just feel like. In, in, in my souls of souls, man, like, I just feel like in my past life, like, or if, if there is such a thing, man, like, I was just uh, some form of, of teacher or something, because sometimes I'd be thinking about things and I'm like, damn, like, where the fuck that come from? You know what I mean? Or, and that's why I don't do any drugs, man. Like, I've never done any drugs, any mushrooms or nothing like that, because I already think at that level. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, you know, at an early age, man, I've never been one to, to really, you know, uh, be manipulated um, so in the sense that I, you know, my, even though all my friends sold drugs, did drugs where I lived at, I never ended up doing drugs. I ended up selling drugs from, um, uh, from the point of, 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 survival. I had to, you know, make a living of some sort because, you know, my mother was on welfare. We really didn't have much. It was just me and my sister. Um, and I saw her purely as, as a business man. Like it was just, you know, the profits boom, like it was just literally a business, um, and, you know, I've always had this sense of, like, leadership, man, and, and this is not from my arrogance standpoint, but it's more so from just, you know, having that awareness of, of myself, of my leadership, like, traits, and that comes from, you know, the baseball aspect of things and, and you know, kind of being captain of that, um, also in my own um, you know, circle at that time and in high school, like everybody pretty much wanted to be around me and, you know, hang out with me and do the things that I wanted to do. And even when I did competitive gaming, um, you know, taking charge in that and being the captain of the team in that aspect of things, man. So I don't know, man, I just always had this, this, this wisdom in me and, and over the last couple of years it's it's become more prominent just because I've actually now been more aware of it, so I've been able to you know shift my focus into really really uh, trying to develop the best version of myself from you know an emotional standpoint from a psychological spiritual standpoint, and something that's always been an anchor for me, man, and I didn't realize this not so long ago, but I was just like, man, like I really. I want to be able to give my kids the, the life that, you know, my father couldn't give to me and I want to be the father that my father never was, you know, I want to be the best father possible because, you know, even though I, I mean, I didn't turn out that bad, man. Like I've done pretty well for myself. There is a lot of, you know, uh, emotional wounds, trauma, um, shadow work that needs to be done because of my upbringing you know and that's something that's still currently in the work you know it's something that I'm still currently healing and I like to think that I'm probably going to be doing this for the rest of my life because I don't think that healing in and of itself it's a there's a set destination but it's it's more so a journey right it's something that we will continuously have to do for the rest of our of our life because life is is ebbs and flows and we 're just emotional creatures, you know we want to revert back to uh, the path of least resistance when we feel the the most amount of friction in life right and and I think that's when it's the most important to be able to utilize you know the tools in your toolbox and be able to stick to those habits that are allowing you to continue to move forward towards the person that you want to identify with right because it's easy to do them when, when life is great, man, when your business is doing well, when your relationships are are, are doing amazing, it's in essence, it's easy to save money when you have money, right? right. But when shit gets really hard, man, that's when you really just want to save, get, get into that fucking mentality and, and drop all of those habits, man. And Hey, that's going to happen sometimes. It's okay. Because again, you know, we're human and and that's what healing is. You're, you're going to fall off certain habits at certain times. You're going to get back on them. But that's the important thing is to be able to create that space and have that awareness. Right. And give yourself the grace to be able to. OK, like, let me jump back on the habits that I know that are going to allow me to show up as the best version of myself, show up as the best father, as the best athlete, as the best content creator right and this is something that you find along your journey right like i i can tell you what has worked for me but at the end of the day you have to go out there and you have to put these things into into application for yourself and create that awareness of like man like what are the things that have the most effectiveness for my lifestyle because i can tell you like hey med- meditate 10 minutes a day this is gonna blah, blah blah and i mean there's a lot of research to back that up but if you find that journaling for three minutes instead of meditating are more effective for for you then hey go ahead and do that right and these are all things that again it's just trial and error you you play with you you see what's gonna allow you to essentially show up as the first version of yourself and i know i already touched on that but it, it's just so it's it's so important to create that awareness and that's ultimately what it all comes down to right Absolutely. and that's what that's how it essentially started for me it's you know i've i created that self awareness and i started to pay attention to how i was feeling and i was journaling my thoughts just to you know for retrospection and i started to become aware of like man like i'm continuously thinking the same shit day after day after day i'm doing the same things day after day and i'm expecting a different result, and you know, as they say, like that's that's insanity. the definition of insanity, man. Um, so I, you know, I started to really challenge myself, man, and I started to really ask myself hard questions and have conversations with myself that were extremely hard, man. And even after two years of all that hard work, man, um, and not not long ago, actually, I ended up, you know, reverting back to some of my old habits, man. Um, because that's what was comfortable for me, man. And I, again, I had to kind of snap myself out of it and I wanted to beat myself up, you know, about it and all that stuff. But it's just like, man, like, dude, like you speak about all these things, like now it's the time to, to be them. You know what I mean? And this is why like, I don't do this, you know, for validation. I don't do this to impress you, you know? Uh, if anything, I, I I do this to e- express to you, right, the possibilities of what this can potentially do for you if you were able to explore them and, and challenge yourself, right? Um, so yeah, man, over the last couple of years, man, I, I think that for me, like, I've just been in this uh, path of, of trying to find uh, enlightenment, man, and just, you know, abundance and and joy you know like true joy a lot of people throw the, the that word around joy and I think that it's you know they use it from a superficial standpoint um, and what I think that they mean more so it's it's more so like cheerful right like this person not didn't necessarily bring joy to my life but they made me cheerful true joy is you know where to put it simply where fulfillment where, where you feel complete in an empty room. Let me say that one more time. Where you feel complete in an empty room, like think about that. You know, especially with the generation that we we live we live in. You know, we're always looking for external validation. We're in this hedonic treadmill, right? Looking for the next best thing that's gonna bring us this level of of fulfillment and happiness and quote unquote you know, joy, man. So it's just like, that's kind of, you know, even now where I'm at, I'm just like, man, like I still have glimpse of, of, you know, I want to, you know, compare myself or it's just like, man, like I'm not here because of that. And it's just like, because I'm able to do the work and have that awareness, man, it's, it's, it's allow me to remain as grounded as possible during these times here, man. So I know that was kind of long-winded uh, for 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 that question, man, but I just, you know. No, no, no. That, that means um, I asked a good question. <laughs> it is, man. You know, yeah. I just ended up going down a whole rabbit hole with that, man. <laughs> yeah, uh, that, that's
0: awesome. I, I think that was great. Uh, especially, uh, you touched on a lot um, that I've actually um, have been discovering and applying it to my, lo- my life recently, mm-hmm. um, especially with the whole um, like self-awareness is key. Um, Mm -hmm. Growing up, you know, similar background, you know, with myself, um, my parents or my mom, for instance, she she didn't very have much. Um, She did her best to take care of us. Um, It was myself and my sister um, and my two brothers. I'm I'm the only one who went to college, you know, I grew up in a small town, all that stuff. So, so it's, it's really, um, what I'm getting at is um, it's really an, Intrinsic motivator—you know, something within—that's uh, mm. gonna push uh, the average person uh, to reach their goals. And you can't be motivated by, um, like extrinsic, uh, like fulfillment. In terms of like money, like money, if you're chasing money, you'll never be satisfied because you'll never have enough money. Whereas if you're chasing like freedom or fulfillment, you know, you Mm -hmm. can get, you can, you can get that. um, And, and, you know, you'll feel a lot more complete. Um, And back in economics, um, I think there's something we talk about is uh, utility, Mm -hmm. maximizing utility. So uh, for sure. Uh, I definitely agree. You know what you said now, Instagram I, I talked to uh, Chris Elkins. I uh, asked him a question the last episode, and it was more so um, about opinions of others and mm-hmm. how does he deal with them? Um, mm-hmm. For you, how did you get started on Instagram? You know, did you have to deal with any naysayers in the beginning? Um, and and you know, just how do you overcome them?
1: Honestly, man, uh, I'm man. I never through my throughout my Instagram career. I initially started Instagram back in 2012, I believe. And believe it or not, I've always had the same name. It's always been Fitness IQ. Like, even though at that time I was not posting about fitness, when I created Instagram, like that's, I was already kind of like, you know, in love with fitness. So that's why I named it Fitness IQ, which is ironic now because, you know, all of the informative content that I put out or try to put out, um, <laughs> which, you know, fits perfectly, but Force then over the course of course of time, I ended up using it as a as a as a diary for myself to show my progress. And I, you know, 2013, that's when the uh, flexible diet and if it's your macros started kind of showing up in, in the industry. And that's when I kind of started utilizing and I started making all of these crazy foods, man, like just Krispy Kreme, donut burgers. I had this challenge for a while. We got up to like a hundred weeks of what we used to call porn cake Sundays like even if you go under the hashtag now porn cake Sundays you'll see a bunch of crazy pancakes that a (laughs) lot of people used to make every Sunday and submit them because I would team up with other companies and like do giveaways and stuff like that so my initial 16k was because of all the food and just like how shredded I was at the time and winning championships while, you know, doing flexible diet. And so people were fucking mind blown. They were like, what, like flexible diet? Like, and at that time, Lane had reposted me. Lane was really, you know, one of the pioneers of it. Uh, He had reposted me um, on his page and he had, you know, a shitload of followers at that for that time. I think maybe like over a hundred K and, you know, that's where I started picking up traction again. And then after that, like, it just kind of stood the same for the most part. Like, it was just another strong dude just lifting. And um, about three years ago or so, I was just, man, I was like, man, like, I was looking at my page, man. And I was like, damn, like, I just, one of those, like, reflection kind of moments came in and I was like, man, like, what makes me so different? to other people, you know what I mean, to other guy, other people that just have, you know, a strong body, and that's kind of, like, it's it's kind of self-defeating to a degree, you know, because at the end of the day, like, we can all say, like, we're all unique, and there's nobody like you, you know what I mean, we all have something to offer to the world, but I, but that wasn't good enough for me, you know what I mean, like, even though I was telling myself that, I'm like, nah, man, like, I, I need to be able to have people come into my page and want to tell other people about my page, like, fuck, like, this dude's, page like you have to check it out and I started you know kind of exploring that a little bit more like man like what are my strengths you know like what? let me try to play to my strengths here what are they and then you know at that point I was already powerlifting so I was like man like and then I was at the gym one time and it just this girl was hyper extended at the top of a squad and I always see that even now actually and it just It pissed me off really so I made a post and I was like this is how you do the squat this is not and I simply just put an x and a check mark and that that went viral for my page so then I was like oh shit like okay like you know had over 100 comments like 2,000 likes where I was only getting like 100 likes before that so then I did it again went viral And then I did it again. And then, you know, the third post, I think, was for Shoulders or something like that. Ended up going super viral, man. I think it had, like, 2 million, 3 million impressions. Like, 40,000 likes. Um, It was just insane. I gained 100,000 supporters, man, in the course of a week. Wow. Like, it was just absolutely crazy, man. Um, And, yeah, man, that's – and then – Dude, everybody started, you know, picking up on it and started doing it, which was amazing because, you know, it's just like a lot of just useless information was getting put out there. So, you know, it, that's where kind of the whole do's and don'ts came into play and the infographics and all that realm. Um, and yeah, man, I started incorporating, you know, uh, more, you know, f- let's just say like more strength, you know, biomechanical shit. And then a a splash of wisdom in my page at the same time and, and all that. And still now that's kind of what, you know, um, where I'm at, man.
0: Wow. Yeah. The pioneer of infographics here. (laughs) I I do remember those, man.
1: Those, uh, are are you, you have a background in, um, in graphic design? No, bro, dude, this is all self-taught bro. Like even with the coach and I was like, fuck man, I wanted to coach, but I was like, how am I going to start coaching? Like I, I, you know, I spent hours and hours of doing self research, you know, taking, you know, courses, just books, experience and all that stuff. Every, I don't have no formal degrees, man. Everything has been self-taught through experience, even, you know, editing infographics. I just, I've always had this creative aspect to me. And even now, man, that's, that's one of my affirmations. Now it's like, I'm, I'm not a content consumer. I'm a content creator, you know, and I love consuming content too. You know, otherwise, you know, I, I don't know where I would be if it wasn't for YouTube and learning a, a lot of these uh, softwares, but I primarily, I try to identify that I am a creator, you know, um, I'm a content creator, I'm a creator of my own life, I'm a creator of my own reality, my perspective, you know, so creator is just more than just creating content and being artistic. It's more so like, you, know, you create your own reality through your own perception of of, of life, right? Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, I don't want people to take this out of context and, and think of this of, you know, religious or, or nothing like that. It's just from a personal standpoint, something that helps me. Um, so, so yeah, everything's been self-taught, man. I mean, uh, <laughs> I ended up buying a computer back in 2000, I don't know, 14 or something when I, I was like, man, how am I going to learn coaching? How am I going to like learn how to create Excel sheets? And I just bought myself a computer and I started fucking around with Excel, man. And I ended up creating some amazing Excel sheets to the point where I've actually sold. A lot of people don't know this, but I've actually sold to other coaches like Excel sheets, you know, that they just wanted because of the efficiency of them. Um, so it's that hustle, man, that hustle mindset, right? It's just like yeah. making money here and then you can't have your egg, all your eggs in one basket kind of thing, For you sure. know? And even now with the editing, dude, like, you know, a lot of people don't know this, but I also, sometimes I'll edit on the sides for some of my, you know, my good friends and I'll, you know, make a couple bucks, just editing a video for them. And it's just like, you know, that's cool, man, because I love creating. It's something that truly fulfills me. Like just, you know, having a vision and then bringing that to life. And then, you know, getting feedback, uh, you know, from, you know, from your client or whatever, it's just truly fulfilling for me. And that's something that I've come to realize now is just that I just love creating things, man. I love, you know being able to envision something in my mind and then kind of like put that you know and bring bring that to life whether that's a product you know in regards to you know a shirt that I had in mind a design uh, a video the infographics or some wisdom that I can formulate and put it in layman's terms for people to you know to make it easily digestible like you know, so
0: yeah that's awesome now I remember you um What motivated
1: by greatness? Is that the, uh, your apparel? Uh, it's manifest greatness, manifest greatness, manifest greatness. Uh, one of the, one of the shirts or, um, yeah, one of the shirts, uh, branch, let's just say a branch of manifest greatness is discipline over motivation. And those were the ones that that's the hashtag that really, it all started as an initial mantra for myself, like, you simply cannot be motivated, you know, 24 seven. I'm not, you're not like, it's just, you know, it's not, (laughs) it's, it's not realistic, man. Like you just won't. I promise you that you, nobody in this fucking lifetime, no matter how successful they are, they're motivated all the time, but it's just more so about discipline, right? Doing the thing when you, you know, don't feel like doing it, when your emotions get the best of you, when you know, the weather, is sucks when your puppy dies, whatever it is. You know what I mean? Like we're
0: going through a global pandemic.
1: That's what I'm saying. When you're going through a global <laughs> pandemic, man, yeah. you're doing the thing that you know that you need to do in order to succeed at the thing that you know that you want to succeed at, man. You For know sure. what I mean? it's just like, and again, you know, I mean, there's some people that are hardcore and, you know, I'm, I'm, I attribute a lot of my success to that, but I've, I've also have learned to, and this is something that I touched on earlier is to, to give yourself the grace when, when you don't cause it's okay to sometimes just be fucking lazy, man. Just give yourself that grace as well. And it's just uh, understand that it is okay to not have it all figured out and not, you know, have all your habits down pat and have a morning routine and all that. You know, it's just a matter of, you know, make a small investment each and every day, man. You know, um, uh, you, you might've set out to, to read 30 pages a day. And today there's a lot of shit that happened and just emotionally, you don't have the space to read 30 pages, read one page, read one page. You know what I mean? Like exactly. Because now you're, that's, it's essentially like you're making a vote towards, towards that new habit, right. Towards that new identity that you want to identify yourself with. Right. So it's just like, if you know, if you always, throughout your life, you said, like, I'm not a reader, I'm not a reader. So now this is a story you've created in your head and you now believe the story, right? And it's just like, now you have to, in order to be able to completely shift that, you have to start identifying yourself as a reader. And it's just like, no matter what, like, I read every day, like, whether that's 30 pages that you set out to read or one page a day, you know? And that's why I love the Daily Stoic by Ryan Holiday's, you know, uh, practical stoicism and it's literally a page a day. And it's, I've been reading it for the last three years because for me, it's something that it makes me, it makes me feel like it's a small win for my day. And it sets me up for, for you know, for success later on down the road. Cause I'm like, man, like, all right. I wasn't able to read, you know, the, that chapter of the book that I wanted, but I know at least I read that one page yeah. uh, by the Daily Stoic, you know? So what, uh, what's, uh,
0: what's the book called?
1: It's called The Daily Stoic by Ryan Holiday absolutely yeah he's an amazing author man if, if you're if people are interested in stoicism um it just you know wisdom and, and philosophy in general which i think everybody should be to be honest if they want to i, I honestly I'm, I'm i'm just gonna say improve their life man just because it teaches you so much <clears throat> about yourself and how to essentially be resilient um and it it changes and expands your, your perception and your horizons on a lot of things. Um, And it it allows you to create paradigm shifts as well, right? You might've seen something uh, in your, in your life before. And that's something that might've potentially triggered you or touched on an emotional wound. And, and now, because you were able to read a passage of some sort that created some sort of paradigm shifts, you're now you're, you're able to handle that a lot better in the sense that you're potentially not as reactive but you're more responsive to that right now you're able to kind of create that space between the stimulus and response and this is something that victor frankl uh the author of uh, a Man's search for meaning uh speaks about um just absolutely amazing book but between be, between the stimulus in life the things that happen to you and between your response between your response lays your choice your choice to choose your response so it's just like when you have something happen to you take a second you pause you create that awareness where now you can choose your response to that so now you're not as reactive and you're not reacting out of the sake of your or emotions or or traumas or whatever you know it might be it's you know it's a lot deeper than that but just just kind of like a general the general idea concept yeah
0: absolutely yeah man it's crazy you know talking to you um, and then for the listeners who have heard you know episodes uh, the, the first couple of episodes um it's crazy because almost everything that you 've talked about is like i think similar you know very very similar, um, mm. especially about having like self awareness you know that's key mm. um, before I used to always think that um motivation you know you definitely need motivation to succeed or anything but up until, you know, recently, um, now I'm having a lot more, you know, self, like uh, introspection and becoming a lot more just aware of my habits and things like that. Um, I'm, I'm figuring out that, you know, if motivation is not, um, motivation itself is not going to get you far mm. Because it it'll come and go. It's based off of your your mood and your emotions. Whereas mm-hmm. if you go off a of discipline, that comes off of you know like for yourself, for instance, you've been working since you were seven or eight, so you develop you know that hustler mindset, uh, you know the discipline, and you're able to go back in your bag of tools and in your past and apply it uh, to your day to day life, and you know that's what's going to keep you on track. Um, and I kind of want to shift gears a little bit, you know, to go into. The more hustler side, <laughs> as you would say. Um, so, with with your um, with your online coaching, um, yeah. uh, how are you able to make the shift from Instagram influencer uh, to you know your coaching business entrepreneur? You know, just being this key figure, pioneer, almost as if you, if if, if someone would say, especially with the infographics. Um, how did you make that transition?
1: Honestly, man, just to put it yeah. simply, man. It was just a matter of putting out a bunch of fucking free information out there man and just not making it about me making it about the community making it about the people making it about you know the people that don't necessarily you know have the resources um or the access to a lot of this this information and for me it was just a matter of like man like also something that i thought about at the time was like man like a lot of these people are paying for personal trainers you know hundreds of bucks man and It's just like a lot of these personal trainers don't know shit, man. You know what I mean? They're just there for more like cheerleader, like let's get it. You know, and that's not to say all of them. There's some amazing, a lot of the the best coaches out there right now were personal trainers before this. Um, I never was a personal trainer, actually. I just straight from, you know, competing to social media and became a coach through that. Um, And I just started, you know, doing it for free people kept asking me like, dude, like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Like, and I was like, dude, like, if you really want to learn, like, if you are willing to give me your time and, and, you know, tell people about my services, I'll coach you for free. So I started doing that. And, you know, the word started getting out. And then I just kept getting a lot of people would continue to ask me about, you know, coaching and inquiry, like, how can I do this? And I just kind of like sold myself, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, that's, that's, I saw it as an opportunity, like, all right, like, this is, I can actually make some some money off this and make a living off this. Um, and it's just a matter of, you know, trying to, because you, you get into this like imposter syndrome, you know what I mean? Especially when you have other people that are out there that have, you know, CSCSs, Certified Strength Conditioning Coaches degrees, all this, you know, and what, you know, what was mind blown to me is that I've coached a lot of people that have all these degrees. And it's just like, a lot of people have these, you know these degrees and the knowledge but they just don't have the practical application they don't have like coaching is just more than just being able to put together a program you know what i mean And nutritional protocol like you know uh you know communication skills uh chemistry um charisma like all of these things you know play a huge role um, in, the, in the coaching department so um i instagram man if it wasn't for instagram i don't know Honestly, where I I would be right now, man, like in regards to coaching, I think that it's, it created an opportunity for me and, and, you know, to bridge, you know, some, just my, you know, hard work in regards to um, being self-taught and, and the coaching, you know, to be able to provide a service that it's changing lives to be honest, man. Like I like to think about it like that because I'm like, man, that's something that I've always wanted to do. It's just like, that's something else aside from creating that fulfills me is being able to help others, man. And just seeing them succeed. Like it's, I don't know. It's just always been, even in baseball, from the baseball aspect of things when I used to teach, you know, how to bat, how to catch, um, like seeing other people succeed. It was just like, it almost made me forget about all of my problems, right? And it's just like, I'm so focused on them. And I wanted to win so bad that it's literally like just completely maybe forget of all my problems. So I think I like that aspect of things. So I just kept doing more of it. And that's kind of like where the kind of the coaching comes in now and just that like mentorship and, and being able to speak to somebody and, you know, something that I take a lot of pride in is just, you know, having effective communication skills and being an empathetic listener. And I think those are two things that has really taken my coaching to the next level Um, especially with what we're talking about with the wisdom aspect of things you know Um, sharing a lot of that in my social media realms and just being authentic and you know being vulnerable as well has attracted a lot of these people that want to work with me because of that as well not just from the nutrition aspect of things because like I said like if you really look hard enough like you can put together a good training program in a good nutrition or protocol. Right. I agree. It's just that mentorship, that accountability, right. Somebody who's going to magnify, you know, certain questions, um, you know, that you potentially didn't know how to ask yourself. Right. Um, now I'm not saying I'm a therapist, all right, but you know, do what I can, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Hori, I
0: could talk to you for hours, man, but, uh, I, I want to, um, kind of, you know, wrap things up pretty soon. Um, yeah. And especially, you know, we, we kind of talked about just being disciplined, um, you know, having those, especially with the coaching aspect um, and the good communication skills, building a report and, and all those things. Um, how has the pandemic affected you? And like how, how, you know, your coaching business and how have you had to um, adapt, I guess, you know, adapt to, to the times right now with your coaching?
1: Honestly, man, like, being, I'm very fortunate that I've been able to work from home for the last four years, so it didn't affect me as much. Um, I'm pretty much still doing the same thing, man. Um, in regards to creating content, you know, you know, working from my computer from home. The only thing that's really affected has been the traveling aspect. I, I, I'm someone that I love to travel and be able to meet with, you know, other social media, quote unquote, influencers or coaches or you know, or go to our, uh, workshops and stuff like that. But even with the coaching, it wasn't that much of a hit. Um, it, was, it was just an adjustment, right? We just needed to adapt. So a lot of my clients that, you know, were fortunate enough to be able to have the means to afford uh, the services, we just transitioned to, you know, work around a lot of the equipment that they had at home, uh, gave them the opportunity to really hone in and focus on their diet. So I've, I've seen a lot more success from that department um so yeah man it for me it wasn't you know it really didn't affect me as much man which i'm very very blessed and very grateful uh for and even then if it did man like again bro like the reason why we're here thousands of years later is because we are the best at adapting you know what i mean so (laughs) just figure it out man like when your back's against the wall man like i'm telling you bro when your back's against the wall bro you will figure shit out and sometimes like sometimes you have to lose everything in order to be able to refine your, you know, find yourself again, man. Yes,
0: I 100% right? agree. I agree, man. Man, uh, well, I'm I'm glad you know COVID didn't affect you too much. Um, much blessings, and I'm gonna continue following your journey. Um, you got Say any new that. projects coming out, or you know w- w- what's on the horizon for the rest of 2020 and uh, 2021?
1: Man, I think that for now, man, it's just a matter of I. I really want to take my strength and and this is more these are more selfish, but my strength and, and my physique uh, to to the next level, so I really want to um, put more emphasis on that in regards to like I kind of got away from it because I was doing all the traveling and, and all that stuff, but that's you know the benefit of the of this whole pandemic thing is that it's just like, okay, like we really can't go anywhere, so let me just fucking focus on myself right, and just you know work on my uh, emotional. Uh, intelligence and and my spiritual and all that stuff and but I do have some projects you know for some people uh, that we're that I'm currently working on as well that I'm pretty excited about a bunch of new merch and the discipline or motivation side of things that a lot of people have been asking for as well that I've just kind of put in the back burner Um, so just you know if you follow me on Instagram you know I stay pretty active on my IG stories so you'll 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 get notified for
0: sure. Yeah, let me know uh when the new merch comes out. I'll I'll definitely cop some. Um always willing in support. Um like I said. Appreciate it, man. Yes sir. Thank you so much for uh talking with us today. Um and best of luck. Thank you so much for tuning in. Stay tuned week after week. I'm going to bring you amazing content. Episodes jam-packed with knowledge, experiences, you know, successes and failures that could really benefit you. You'll be able to apply it to your life and to just keep moving forward. Again, thank you so much for tuning in. Your love and support means the world. As always, stay hungry, stay humble, keep moving forward. Peace.